Hello, it's AJ, and welcome to the D Plus Club. As always, I'll be bringing you the latest news and rumours in the world of Disney+. Plus. I'll be covering what's new and what's coming soon to the Disney Plus streaming service in the US and in the UK. And of course, each week we have a weekly movie club, where we give you an overview of the movie along with some facts and possibly some goofs as well. In the last show, we covered the movie Mary Poppins. That episode, along with all previous episodes, is available now on all major podcasting platforms, including probably whichever one you're listening on right now. And for this last week's move, we've actually been watching another film related to Mary Poppins, and that is Saving Mr. Banks. But I will be getting back to that one a little bit later in the show. How's everyone's weeks been? I've actually had a nice short week at work, although I felt really off it right at the very beginning of the week. I didn't feel very well for some reason. I don't know whether it was related to my heart. I have had another issue with my heart again today as well, so that's not been very good. So, uh, But yeah, for some reason on Tuesday, I think it was, I was achy, I was sleepy. It just felt like my body hadn't woken up at all, all day. And then on Wednesday, I had an event that I was doing for work, which were kind of co-hosting and stuff like that. It was about a, a full fiber broadband launch for businesses in the area and things. So no it was a fun day i sat on a round table event so i was like discussing like the impact that this is going to have on the local area it wasn't an actual round table it was more of a rectangular table um and they said that they were going to provide like full food for us and everything like that it wasn't it was just sandwiches it's they made it sound like we're gonna have like a proper three course meal and this and the other and i was like oh i'm ready for this and no no they didn't they just provided sandwiches some crisps a little bit of pasta that was that was it, really. So, uh, yeah, not not the most uh, glamorous round table event, let's say. Uh, but I don't know what else we've been doing this past week apart from that, really. It's just been a busy week with uh, the three days of work that I've had. And then at the beginning of the week, we went to the local wildlife park. We redeemed our annual passes. And then on Friday, we went to our local Costco and bought a bunch of stuff in bulk that we needed for the house. You know, just regular things like toilet rolls that you don't want to buy at the regular store because it costs way too much to just get them as and when you need them. Just buy them in bulk and... I don't know, we've got like three months worth now or something like that. But uh, yeah, it's, it's been a good week. It's been a nice short week and I felt like I've needed these kind of longer weekends. So I probably needed a week off. That's probably what I really, really needed. I needed a week off, but I didn't have enough holiday days to be able to have a full week off. But I don't know, two long weekends, I think I can do with that. I have got one more day off coming up sometime in March, I think it is. I think I've actually booked it as like a day that me and Amy can just have together whilst like the kids are at school and things like that. We can go and see a movie, we can have dinner out and stuff like that. So uh, no, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to that and I don't know, you never know if we win this UK's biggest Disney fan. I'm not holding out my hope. There's, I, I saw on Instagram there's like over a thousand entries, I think, something strange like that. So yeah, I'm not holding out hope in that at, at all. I wish that we could get that, but uh, that's definitely a pipe dream. Um, but yeah, if we ended up winning that, I could reuse that day that we've got for March for like going away on that. But uh, no, I think we'll just end up using it for a movie and going out for a meal at this rate. I don't even know when they're supposed to be announcing the UK's biggest Disney fan. I know that they closed entries like this last week, I think it was on Monday or something like that. So not sure how long it is between them closing entries and then them picking and announcing the winners because there will be 10 winners i believe in total and one of those is a grand prize winner which will they'll spend a night in cinderella's castle and this that, and the other as well but uh, i don't know i'm looking forward to finding out who's won and seeing what their entries were like as well i'll make sure to try and go and find what they were like and uh, view it and i don't know compare it to ours let's say uh, we did also, we ended up buying a PlayStation 5 this past week. I, I can't remember whether I mentioned about it in the last show, uh, but we've bought a PlayStation 5 just so that we could play like the new Harry Potter game and things like that. We've also bought a few other games for it as well that we can play like as a family. The kids love Spider-Man, for example, so they're always watching Spidey and his amazing friends. So I actually got the Spider-Man remastered and also the Spider-Man Miles Morales uh, like it's like Spider-Man 1.5 because I know they've got the Spider-Man 2 game coming out later this year, I think it is. Um, but honestly, I've just been mainly playing Hogwarts Legacy. Absolutely brilliant game. The graphics in it are superb. And even just down to the detail, walking around like Hogwarts Castle, I'm not far into the game. I know that like people online who've been playing it like since it was released 
they've probably completed the game by now they've been exploring all of like the surrounding like villages and things but no the only thing i've done so far really is explore the castle and explore a little bit of hogsmeade as well but it's absolutely amazing i'm, I'm looking forward to delving into it a little bit further i've also pre-ordered the uh, jedi survivor game as well because i really wanted to play that i played jedi fallen order uh, i've actually downloaded it again now for the playstation 5 because you can play like playstation 4 digital downloads on the playstation 5 or at least some of them i think you can anyway uh, so i've re-downloaded it. i'm going to try and do a playthrough of that before the new one comes out and i've also pre-ordered the book which is set between the two stories because i think they are set like five years apart or something like that so it'll be interesting to find out a little bit more of what's happened to the crew since the last game let's say so i'm looking forward to reading that when it comes out as well but uh, yeah that's kind of been about it we've had a bit of a chilled weekend kids have had their hair cut today i sound like really yorkshire there for a minute i actually <laughs> kids have had their hair cut but yeah no the, the kids have had their hair cut today and uh, i think they're just about to go and get in the bath my wife's gone upstairs with them so it's allowed me time to be able to start recording let's say so uh, hopefully everyone else has had a really good week drop me a message of course over on social media at at or forward slash the d plus club or of course over in the sorcerer radio discord just to let me know how you've been doing this last week if you've been listening to sorcerer radio actually you may have heard me hosting the new disney 411 news i didn't mention it in the last show just because we were testing it last week i did a recording after i'd done the podcast recording i'll be doing the same today i've taken a note of disney parks news and things like that or like disney news in general let's say so i'll be recording two minutes of disney news after i've recorded today's podcast so you'll be hearing that throughout this next week and that's going to kind of be the pattern now going forward I will record the podcast for the D Plus Club each week. And then after I finish that recording, I will be recording two quick minutes of Disney news. That will be edited together and we will go on to Sorcerer Radio twice daily. I think the first one is like 7am in the morning. I want to say the other one's like 2 or 3 o'clock. I'd have to go into my notes to be able to see when uh, when it was said it was going to be aired. But uh, yeah. That's going to be me now. I'm going to be hosting the new 411 News through the week. Jeff was kind enough to let us use the name going forward because it was Jeff and Nicole that had previously hosted the 411 throughout the week. But I know that they've been busy with doing many other things. And it may be that they will come back eventually to be able to do that. But at least for now, whilst I've got the time to be able to quickly re record two minutes on a Sunday, I just thought, you know what? I don't mind being... I was actually asked if I would do it, actually. So, uh, yeah, I thought... It's, it'll be my opportunity to br bring something back to Sorcerer Radio. So, uh, yeah, no, I'm looking forward to seeing where we go with that. Now, though, it's time for the Disney Plus news. And unfortunately, we're actually starting off with some cancellations this week as both Mighty Ducks Game Changers and Big Shot have been cancelled for Disney Plus. Neither of these have actually been officially confirmed by Disney at this time. However, the reputable news website, which I've used for a lot of news over the time that I've been doing these podcast deadline, they've actually confirmed that both of these have been cancelled. And I would like to say that I'm surprised, but I kind of saw both of these coming. When they changed the release schedule for Big Shot Season 2, which I still haven't got around to watching, by the way. I absolutely loved Season 1. Absolutely brilliant. And... I don't know, when season two was released, I was like excited for it, but I've just not had the time to be able to watch all of them back to back. If, they did, if they'd have done it on a weekly schedule, like they did with the very first season, I would have found it a lot easier. You know, tune into one episode a week, and maybe I should have done that myself. I should have maybe said, you know what, I'm going to tune in to Big Shot once every Tuesday or something like that. But... I don't know, when they released all of them at once, it kind of, I don't know, for me it was kind of telling that they weren't as invested into this TV series as they were with the, the, the very first season, let's say. And when it comes to Mighty Ducks Game Changers, I know that after, um, I forget the, the guy's name who was in the original movies, but uh, when he left the, the series after the first season because of the changes to his contract and this that, and the other, and also there was the whole potential that it was to do with vaccines and things like that. But uh, anyway, I'm not going to get into that right now. When he left the series after the first season, 
again, that was another thing that kind of signaled the downfall of this series for some reason. Don't get me wrong, I really enjoyed that second season. I actually thought that they did a really good job with it in the format that they decided to deliver it, and I think that they did a very good job with the character progression, and I think that they could have done a really good job going into a third season. There was potential to bring back more guest stars from the movies and things like that as well, but uh, I don't know. There was just always that kind of niggling feeling in the back of my head that was like this isn't now built to last for some reason anyway they've now both been cancelled and it's a real shame but i do think that this is potentially part of this wider cost cutting method that disney is now going through with regards to shows that are being produced directly for disney plus i did speak about that the other week briefly but it could be that some of these franchises that aren't getting as many eyes onto them are now not as important in Disney's eyes, let's say. So something like the the Marvel series or the Star Wars series that are guaranteed to pull a big audience because they've got that fan support behind them compared to something like Big Shot or Mighty Ducks or, I don't know, Turner and Hooch, for example. Let's face it, that's probably now been cancelled as well. It's not been confirmed, but... I doubt that that will be coming back. It's a real shame that some of these that are, that were really good series, but maybe didn't have the the same kind of fans behind them that Star Wars and Marvel have, that these are now going to sit by the wayside. It's, it is a real shame, and uh, I wish that there was a chance that they could be brought elsewhere, maybe onto, uh, I don't know, Hulu, or if they could be brought onto Disney Channel in the US and then still air on Disney Plus internationally. I wish that there was the opportunity there to be able to do that, but it just looks like these series aren't worth the investment, let's say now, from Disney's part, because they're trying to save a little bit of money on some of the productions that they're working on for Disney+. Plus. Anyway, I will move on now. We did get a couple of release date changes as well this past week for a couple of upcoming movies, starting actually with The Marvels. Now, I did speak about The Marvels previously last week as there was a rumour that we could have potentially have gotten a Marvels trailer for the Super Bowl, but that didn't turn out to be the case. And it's actually now been announced that uh, they actually arrived via a poster this past week, actually, which showcased Captain Marvel and Miss Marvel and also Monica Rambeau, where they confirmed that the film will now be released on November 10th of this year. This is actually after the original release date was supposed to be November 11th of last year. Then it was pushed back to July 28th of this year. And then now it's been pushed back again to November 10th, of course. But this latest pushback could just be that the post-production is taking longer than expected. It could now be a safe bet that there's going to be a lot of CG in this film, for example, if they're maybe having to work more on that up until the now new release date. However, with this pushback, it has allowed another movie to be pushed forwards even in the release schedule. The Haunted Mansion film, which was originally scheduled to release on the 10th of March before being pushed back to August 11th has now been moved forward slightly into the Marvel's old release slot of July 28th. This shift actually now means that Haunted Mansion will have the majority of the summer as the sole Disney release, whilst the Marvels will be taking on the winter releases, which could potentially be a prime place to be able to bring it to Disney Plus just in time for Christmas. We have seen this with other films, and it would be good to be able to get the Marvels on Disney Plus just in time for Christmas. It'd be a, a really good one to be able to draw in viewership over that holiday season, but we'll have to wait and see on that one. But uh, there's still a time for both of these to move again yet if there's uh, more work to be done on both of them, let's say. We also got a release date update this past week for the upcoming Muppets Mayhem series on Disney+. Plus. The show creator Adam F. Goldberg, who's also behind the hit comedy series The Goldbergs, actually said on social media, Muppets Mayhem will be out early May. Just finished the finale, so proud of this show. So I've really not got long to wait on this one. I'm really looking forward to seeing what the Muppet gang has been up to. They definitely need to have a lot more love on both disney plus and also in the parks but more specifically i'm looking forward to investing much more time into the electric mayhem as well which the series will be following in much more detail so uh, yeah looking forward to this one coming out in may 
let's have a look at some smaller stories now. Due to the restructuring of the development and release schedule of upcoming projects, the Hollywood Reporter has said this past week that the upcoming Nova project for Marvel may have been delayed. Marvel, of course, has already got Secret Invasion, Loki Season 2, Agatha Coven of Chaos, Daredevil Born Again, Echo, Ironheart, and also Wonder Man on the filming schedule in production or currently in post-production. So they don't really have to have a lot else in production at the moment. They've already got plenty on the plate, and as such, they're looking at how they can restructure some of these other projects which were in the pipeline. So it looks like Nova has taken the hit on that one and could see a much delayed release in their original schedule, let's say. Kevin Feige has teased that the writing is in progress for the fourth Spider-Man film in the MCU, I actually saw a rumour this past week that the movie may not have a role model character in, like they did with Iron Man and Doctor Strange, let's say, but it's interesting that they're now working on this film, and especially that they're still wanting to keep Spider-Man grounded in the MCU as well, because they could easily just have kind of bowed out of that character with the deal with Sony, but I'm glad that they're wanting to keep him inside the MCU and work on that character and bring him in elsewhere let's say we could have another avengers film that he shows up in and things like that so i'm I'm looking forward to finding out much more about this next film as it gets closer to production let's say kevin also spoke with entity entertainment weekly this past week where he spoke about harrison ford's role in the upcoming thunderbolts and also captain america new world order movies he said we start filming relatively soon I'm sure anyone you've ever talked with about Harrison Ford says this, but it's unbelievable that we get to meet and talk with him and that he's embracing this role. He's tireless with the amount of work that he does. This is certainly a big part for Thaddeus Ross. He is the president of the United States in the film. And with Harrison, you think about Air Force One. You think about some of his confrontations with the president in clear and present danger. There is this dynamic between President Ross and also Sam Wilson. They have a history together. But in this film, we'll be seeing the dynamic between Captain America and the President of the United States in a way that's just incredible. And I read this and I got really excited about this because I was like, wow, we're really going to be delving really deep into this character of Thaddeus Ross. They're going to be giving him quite a, a major role in what looks to be Captain America New World Order. And I wonder whether that's something to do with this title of new world order thaddeus ross is bringing in a new world order as he becomes president of the united states and it could be that him becoming president has a much larger impact on captain america as representing the united states as one of the avengers or it could have a much larger impact on how I don't know, Captain America is a part of the Avengers in the wider MCU and the relationships with even other countries and other heroes, say, for example, with Black Panther and how the United States and Wakanda have a relationship, especially after Black Panther, Wakanda Forever and things like that. So there's a lot of things that could be impacted in this film with Thaddeus Ross taking up a role as the President of the United States, especially now with the Thunderbolts film coming as well, which will have a team built more or less by Thaddeus Ross that will be i don't know more or less the anti-heroes let's say i did see that bucky could be leading this team as well so uh, yeah there's a lot to be able to unpack with that and i'm looking forward to finding out more as both of these projects get closer to production let's say according to the hollywood reporter this past few week five years after being announced we may have finally got a first casting update for the live action lilo and stitch movie They actually announced that Zach Galifianakis, I think that's how you pronounce his surname, has signed on to the movie in an unknown role. So excited to find out more about that one. I'm still kind of, I don't know, weary about uh, a live action Lilo and Stitch film and how Stitch would be represented in live action, let's say. But I don't know, I'm looking forward to finding out more. I love the Lilo and Stitch movies and my son does as well. So uh, yeah, really excited about this project. Deadline has announced some more casting updates for the upcoming Pocket Watch movie, which will be set in the Descendants universe. Anthony Pyatt will portray Hades, the fiery bad boy who is cheeky with a dark side. Peter Lin- Lindell will portray Morgie, the son of Morgan Le Fay. Mars will be playing Maleficent, the teen version of the iconic character who is delighted by her own evil ideas. Sam Morelos will be playing Zeely, the teen daughter of Rapunzel, with a hipster vibe and 
fast-growing hair. Tristan P Padil will be playing the teen Prince Charming, who enjoys zooming down the school hall on a longboard. Kabir Berry will be portraying the teenage Aladdin, who is inseparable from his girlfriend, Jasmine. And Azir Azar will be playing teen Jasmine, who is also inseparable from Aladdin, of course. Grace Naduki will be playing Faye, aka the teenage fairy godmother, who is comical in her struggles with developing her magical ability. Sounds like they're really fleshing out this cast with lots of quite iconic characters, so looking forward to finding out more about this one. Moving on though now, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes has finished filming, according to a video posted on social media by director Wes Ball. Disney has released a new trailer for Doogie Kamaola Season 2, which showcases some of the personal life decisions ahead for Doogie in this second season. We don't yet have a release date, but it's sure to be coming soon by how far it looks into post-production, let's say. Disney released a preview this past week of a brand new hologram, which will be displayed at the new Disney 100 exhibition in Philadelphia from this next week, which actually features a very lifelike-looking Walt Disney. It's absolutely brilliant what they've been able to do with this. I was reading about it a little bit earlier, and they've actually used archival video footage and artificial intelligence to be able to help produce this. It looks absolutely brilliant. And finally this week, whilst we didn't get as many trailers as we might have hoped from last week's Super Bowl, we did get new trailers for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 and Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. But also since then, we also got a brand new trailer for The Little Mermaid as well, which briefly previews Ursula right at the very end of it. And it looks really interesting. I'm looking forward to finding out more about that one as well. But that's about it for this week's news. What are you most excited for? Let me know, of course, over in social media at at or forward slash the D plus club plus being the word plus, or of course over in the Sorcerer Radio Discord at srsounds.com forward slash discord. Or you can also find me over in the Sorcerer Radio Fun Zone Facebook group. Now though, it's time for a brief break and then I'll be back with what's new and what's coming soon to Disney Plus this next week. What are some of the most popular songs played on Sorcerer Radio? We'll find out every Monday morning on the SRN Top 10 at 8 a.m. Eastern. Vote for your favorite Disney song on the Sorcerer Radio app by pressing the vote button on the bottom part of the screen. That's the SRN Top 10 on Sorcerer Radio. All Disney music all day long. SRSounds.com. Are you a park opener? Maybe you love the smell of pirate water. Here at Three Cheeky Chicks Wax Company, we're a little sweet on Gaston, and we think you might be too. Bring these magically inspired scents to your home, or it could be off with your head. Magically scent your world at magicallyscented.com. Sorcerer Radio listeners, be sure to use the code SOR20 to get 20% off your next magically scented order. And we're back. So what's new and what's coming soon to Disney Plus this next week? Well, this past week, I think the only thing that I managed to be able to watch on Disney Plus was The Bad Batch. I've been really trying to keep up on that one. I've been really enjoying the character development that they're giving to the clones as well. And they're really giving them a lot of individuality and personality as well. And it's really shining through and they're really doing a really good job representing what is happening to the clones as they transition from like the the republic to the empire and the also the transition from the clone army to the like the army of the the empire really when they're not clones and what's happening to the clones that have got this like accelerated aging and things like that and how the clones are represented inside the senate as well i thought that was all really really interesting I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing where they go with this season i really don't feel as if we've got a focus on a big bad of the series yet although it could be that they're just really slowly burning that one into the latter half of the series let's say but they're doing a very good job at representing the clones and also focusing on character development of the bad batch as well so i've been really really enjoying that apart from that though i because we've got the, this new game and also we're also trying to finish watching Elementary on Paramount as well. I think we're down to like the final 12 episodes, I think it is now. So yeah, not many on that. But uh, I, th I think it's just meant that we've not been able to watch as many other things on Disney. I've also got other shows and things like that that I'm trying to catch up on. Movies that I've been trying to catch up on and things like that as well. So yeah, I've just not been able to watch as many things as I would have liked to on Disney Plus this past week. But I've got plenty that I want to be watching. I do also kind of want to binge watch The Mandalorian and The Book of Boba Fett before the new series of The Mandalorian comes out as well. And I don't even know whether I'm going to find the time to be able to do that. But 
I know. We'll have to wait and see. If I don't, I'll be watching the new series of The Mandalorian, regardless whether it's at home or at work. But, uh, yeah, I've been really enjoying The Bad Batch. That's kind of what I wanted to be able to to say just now, that they've done a really good job with the season so far, and I'm looking forward to seeing where they go with it into the second half of the season, let's say. I do apologise if my throat sounds a little bit rough today, by the way. I've been having some problems with my asthma this past week, and it's led to a bit of a cough, and I think my voice is starting to suffer because of it so if i sound a little bit rough that is why hopefully i'm back to my usual sounding cheery self this next week but apart from that until now you might have to deal with my little bit of a, a rougher voice than usual let's say but what have we got to look forward to this next week well starting on wednesday as i've just been talking about we will be getting a new episode of the bad batch in the form of season two episode 10 but we will all also be getting the voices rising the music of wakanda forever which celebrates the iconic music from this latest film in the u.s you'll also be getting to catch a smuggler season four ultimate airport dubai seasons one two and three and also the low tone club where amaranto molina an unconventional music teacher who starts teaching at a music school that only encourages students to do well by commercial success standards Every year, Principal Eduardo Kramer chooses five students, nicknamed the High Tones, to be a part of the school's prestigious, prestigious teen band. Molina, on the other hand, is put in charge of the Low Tones, a group of students whose talents do not meet the school's standards. With his disruptive methods, the eccentric teacher and the low tones will embark on a music journey that will heal the wounds and inspire each one of them to express their unique talents along the way the students will learn more about Molina and also discover their teacher's mysterious hidden past here in the uk on wednesday we'll be getting alaska daily episode four ncis hawaii season two episode six wu-tang and american saga season three episode four the Great North, Season 3, Episode 5. Big Sky, Season 3, Episode 10. 911 Lone Star, Season 4, Episode 2. Good Trouble, Season 4, Episode 5. Bob's Burgers, Season 13, Episode 8. NCIS, Season 20, Episode 6. Call It Love, and also Fleischman is in Trouble which tells the story of the recently divorced 41-year-old Toby Fleischman, who dives into the brave new world of app-based dating with a kind of success that he never got during his youth before he got married at the tail end of his medical school. But just at the start of his first summer of freedom from his ex-wife, Rachel disappears, leaving him with their 11-year-old Hannah and also 9-year-old Solly, with no hint of where she is or whether she plans to return. As he balances parenting, the return of old friends Libby and Seth, and also a potential promotion at the hospital that is a long time overdue, and all of the eligible women that Manhattan has to offer, he realises he'll never be able to figure out what happened to Rachel until he can finally face what happened to their marriage in the first place. In the US on Friday, you'll be getting Black Travel Across America, Tony, The New Life of Violetta, and also National Geographic's Blow Your Mind, where in this fascinating and hilarious show, Robert Laywillen, Laywillen, is that how you say that? I'm terrible with names, if anyone's been listening for a while, you probably know that by now, and also neuroscience expert Bruce Hood, use mind-melting real-life experiments, hidden camera stunts, try-at-home tests and also top-notch animations to uncover the storm of unconscious unconscious process that makes up the human mind it actually sounds really interesting that one finally here in the uk on saturday because we're not getting anything on friday apparently we will be getting a new episode of tokyo revengers the anime series but that's about it for this next week what are you most looking forward to let me know over on social media at at or forward slash the D plus club or over in the Sorcerer Radio Discord at srsounds.com forward slash discord or over in the Sorcerer Radio Fun Zone Facebook group. I'm going to take another brief break and then I'll be back with the Weekly Movie Club. 
Hi, it's Jeff Davis here on Sorcerer Radio. Join me every Friday morning at 8 a.m. Eastern Time for DW60. We'll start things off with Press Row as we talk about some of the top news stories from the Walt Disney World Resort. And, of course, there's always rumors floating around, and I'll cover them during the rumors of the week. And I'll be reading your emails during email time. As always, I'll be playing some of your favorite Disney music from around the Walt Disney World Resort. If you missed the show, catch the replay that evening at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. And you can always catch up on the news of the week during DW60's Press Row Podcast, available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and Spotify. It's DW60 with me, Jeff Davis, here on Sorcerer Radio, all Disney music all day long, srsounds.com. for the weekly movie club and as i mentioned earlier this past week's movie club has been saving mr banks so if you've never seen saving mr banks before this is your spoiler warning if you don't want to be spoiled pause the show go and watch the film and then come back and join us for the rest of the podcast now with the spoiler warning out of the way let's get right into the film in london in 1961 agent darmoid russell urges a financially strapped author, Pamela P.L. Travers, to travel to Los Angeles and meet with Walt Disney, who has pursued the film rights to her Mary Poppins stories for 20 years, after having promised his daughters to produce a film based on the books. Travers, until now, has steadfastly resisted Disney's efforts, fearing of what he will do to her character. Having written nothing new and her book royalties drying up, she risks losing her house. Russell reminds her that Disney has agreed to two major stipulations, no animation and unprecedented script approval, before she finally agrees to go. Flashbacks depict Travers' difficult childhood in Queensland, Australia in 1906, which became the inspiration for much of Mary Poppins. Travers idolised her loving and imaginative father, Travers Robert Goff, but his chronic alcoholism resulted in his repeated dismissals, strained their parents' marriage, and also caused her distressed mother's attempted suicide. Goff died from tuberculosis when Travers was seven years old. Prior to his death, her mother's stern, practical sister came to live with the family, and later served as Travers' main inspiration for the Mary Poppins character. In Los Angeles, Travers is annoyed by what she perceives as the city's unreality and the overly perky inhabitants, personified by her limousine driver, Ralph. At the Walt Disney Studios in Burbank, Travers meets the creative team who are developing Mary Poppins for the screen. Screenwriter Don DeGardi and also songwriters Richard and Robert Sherman. She finds their presumptuous and casual manners highly improper, a view that she also holds over the jocular Walt Disney as well. Travers' working relationship with Disney and his team is difficult from the outset, with her insistence that Mary Poppins is the enemy of sentimentality and whimsy. Disney and his people are puzzled by Travers' disdain for fantasy, given the nature of the Mary Poppins story, as well as Travers' own rich imagination. She particularly objects to how the character of George Banks, the children's estranged father, is depicted, insisting that he is neither cold nor cruel. Gradually, the team grasp how deeply personal the Mary Poppins stories are to Travers, and how many of the characters were inspired by her past. The team acknowledges that Travers has valid criticisms and make changes, although she becomes increasingly disengaged as painful childhood memories resurface. Seeking to understand what troubles her, Disney invites Travers to Disneyland, which, along with her developing friendship with Ralph, the creative team's revisions to the George Banks character, and also the addition of a new song and a different ending, help dissolve Travers' opposition. Her creativity reawakens, and she begins collaborating with the team. Soon afterwards, however, Travers is enraged to discover an animation sequence has been added, 
Travers confronts Disney over this and returns home without signing the agreement. Disney learns that P.L. Travers is actually a pen name taken from Travers' father's given name. Her real name is Helen Goff and she is Australian and not English. That gives Disney new insight into Travers and he follows her to London. Arriving unexpectedly at her home, Disney shares his own less-than-ideal childhood, but stresses the healing value of his art. He urges Travers not to let deeply rooted past disappointments dictate the present. That night, after Disney is left, Travers finally relents and grants film rights to Disney. Three years later, in 1964, Travers has begun writing another Mary Poppins story, whilst Mary Poppins is to have its own world premiere at Grauman's Chinese Theatre in Hollywood. Disney, however, has not invited Travers, fearing how she might react with the press watching. Prompted by Russell, Travers shows up unannounced at Disney's office. He reluctantly issues her with an invitation. Initially, she watches Mary Poppins with a lack of enthusiasm, particularly during the animated sequences. She gradually warms to the rest of the film, however, becoming deeply moved by the depiction of George Banks's personal crisis and eventual redemption. Saving Mr. Banks was released on November 29th, 2013 in the UK and December 13th, 2013 in the US. It had a budget of $35 million and made $117.9 million at the box office. In 2002, Australian producer Ian Colley produced a documentary film on P.L. Travers titled The Shadow of Mary Poppins. During the documentary's production, Colley noticed that there was an obvious biopic here and convinced Essential Media and Entertainment to develop a feature film with Sue Smith writing the screenplay. The project attracted the attention of BBC Films, which decided to finance the project, and also Ruby Films' Alison Owen, who subsequently hired Kelly Marcel to co-write the screenplay with Smith. Marcel's drafts removed a subplot involving Travers and her son, and divided the story into a two-part narrative. The creative conflict between Travers and Walt Disney, and also her dealings with her childhood issues, describing it as a story about the pain of a little girl who suffered and grown into a woman who allowed herself to let go. Marcel's version, however, featured certain intellectual property rights of music and imagery, which would be impossible to use without permission from the Walt Disney Company. Collie recalled, There was always that elephant in the room, which is Disney. We knew Walt Disney was a key character in the film, and we wanted to use quite a bit of music. We knew we would eventually have to show Disney. In November of 2011, Walt Disney Pictures president of production Sean Bailey was informed by executive Tendo Niganda of Marcel's existing script. Realising that the screenplay included a depiction of the studio's namesake, Bailey conferred with Disney CEO Bob Iger and also Walt Disney Studios chairman Alan Horn, the latter of whom referred to the film as a brand deposit, a term adopted from Steve Jobs. Together, the executives discussed the studio's potential choices, purchase the script and shut the project down, put the film in turnaround, or co-produce the film themselves. With executive approval, Disney acquired the screenplay in February of 2012 and joined the production with Owen, Colley, and also Philip Stewart as producers. Iger subsequently contacted Tom Hanks to consider playing the role of Walt Disney, which would become the first ever depiction of Disney in a mainstream film. Hanks accepted the role and made several visits to the Walt Disney Family Museum and interviewed some of Disney's former employees and family relatives, including his daughter, Diane Disney Miller. The film was subsequently dedicated to Disney, to Disney Miller, who died shortly before the film was released. With Disney's backing, the production team was given access to 36 hours of Travers' audio recordings of herself, the Shermans, and also co-writer Don DeGrady that were produced during the development of Mary Poppins, in addition to letters between Disney and Travers from the 1940s through 60s. Although the filmmakers didn't receive any creative interference from Disney with regards to Walt Disney's depiction, the studio did request that they omit any on-screen inhalation of cigarettes. 
This was actually a de decision that Hanks himself disagreed with, but it was due to the company's policy of not directly depicting smoking in films released under the Walt Disney Pictures banner, and also to avoid having to receive an R rating from the Motion Picture Association of America. Instead, Disney is shown extinguishing a lit cigarette in one scene, stating that nobody can see him smoking due to the effect it would have on his image. Additionally, his notorious smoker's cough is heard off-screen several times throughout the film. Filming began in September of 2012 in Los Angeles and lasted for nine weeks. It completed filming on November 22nd of the same year. There are some notable differences between the film and real-life events. The part of the film where Walt Disney had to convince P.L. Travers to hand over the film rights, including the scene where he finally persuades her, is fictionalised. Disney had actually already secured the film rights, subject to Travers' approval of the script, when she arrived to consult with Disney's staff. In fact, Disney left Burbank to vacation in Palm Springs a few days into Travers' visit, and wasn't present at the studio when several of the film's scenes depicting him to be present actually took place. As such, many of the dialogue scenes between Travers and Disney are actually adapted from letters, telegrams and phone correspondence between the two. Although Travers was assigned a limousine driver, the character of Ralph is actually fictionalised and intended to be an amalgamation of the studio's other drivers. In real life, Disney's story editor, Bill Dover, was assigned as Travers' guide and companion during her time in Los Angeles. The film also depicts Travers coming to amicable terms with Disney, implying her approval of his changes to the story. In reality, she never approved of the softening or the harsher aspects of Mary Poppins' character and had mixed feelings towards the music and had never come round to the use of animation. Disney actually overruled her objections to portions of the final film, citing contract stipulations that he had final cut privilege. Travers had initially not been invited to the film's premiere until she embarrassed a Disney executive into extending her an invitation, which is depicted in the film as coaxing Disney himself. After the premiere, she reportedly approached Disney and told him that the animation sequences had to be, be removed. Disney apparently dismissed her request, saying, Pamela, the ship has sailed. Reportedly, Travers felt that in the end, the film betrayed the artistic integrity of her work and the story's characters. Resentful over what she considered poor treatment at the hands of Walt Disney, Travers actually vowed to never permit Disney to adapt another of her novels for any purpose. And also, Travers' last will bans all American adaptation of her works for any form of media. And that's about it for the movie this week. I actually really enjoy Tom Hanks' portrayal of Walt Disney in this film. I would go as far as saying that that's my favourite part of this film altogether. I think that it's a really nice story. I think that it really does well at explaining the backstory behind the production of Mary Poppins and this, that and the other. But above everything else, Tom Hanks' portrayal of Walt Disney is the shining star of this. It's absolutely brilliant. I even remember when the film was released that there was rumours flying around that Tom Hanks had been like actually approached to play Walt Disney again in other films, like telling a further backstory of Walt's life up until his eventual death as well. And one of those could even have been a film about the Florida Project and about Walt's acquisition of land and wanting to develop Walt Disney World and his plans for Epcot and all of these different things, and I think that would have made an absolutely perfect film. There's still a chance that they could make it. If anyone at Disney ever listens to this episode of this podcast, please, please make that movie. Approach Tom Hanks and make it about Walt's final days and his wanting to be able to build the Walt Disney World and his plans for Epcot and his plans for Magic Kingdom and what changes in things that he wanted to make that he'd learned from Disneyland and this, that and the other. Please make that movie because... It would be absolutely amazing. And I just think that above anything else, Tom Hanks in this film is the shining star as Walt Disney. And it's absolutely brilliant. I've also said plenty of times that Tom Hanks deserves to play the dad in Carousel of Progress. He needs to do the voice for that again. I think that he would be a brilliant sort of person to do that. And they could also model the animatronic around him. Absolutely brilliant. Again, that's something that Disney needs to do as far as I'm concerned. There's even a video somewhere on YouTube of him singing There's a Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow. I mean, there's no better person for that sort of role. Anyway, I am getting a little bit off topic now, but I, I, yeah, 
I, th- I just think that Tom Hanks's uh, role in this film as Walt Disney is probably the best part of it and uh, yeah that's just my opinion i suppose as always ask over in the sorcerer radio discord the fun zone facebook group and also on my social media for people to be able to share their comments so let's see what you had to say this week combat carl said i love all of it from the disneyland scenes to how the songs were made but i really love his monologue at the end where he goes back to her house Brandon said it's interesting to hear the backstory behind how the mary poppins movie came about Interesting that Travers didn't give, want to give Disney the rights to it. Took him 20 years just to obtain the rights to it. And Travers didn't like a lot of what they were doing to it. The stuff you find out you, where you kind of go behind the scenes. It's also interesting that this one is presented more as a movie, more than a documentary, if you get what I mean. Landry said, I enjoy this one. It's one of the rare ones that actually got me teared up outside of the theatre. And finally, Tim over on Instagram sent me a message to say, I really enjoyed the depiction of Walt Disney in this film, and also how the story of Mary Poppins came about to screen. I didn't realise there was so much drama behind the scenes. Thank you everybody for your comments on this week's movie. Now though, it's time to see what the guys over at Diz His had to say about Saving Mr Banks. Diz His, Diz His, Review. Review. Okay, so D-plus for this week is going to be Saving Mr. Banks, which I think is a it's a good movie. I enjoy it. I mean, whatever Tom Hanks is in, I feel like Tom Hanks, there's not really too many Tom Hanks movies that are bad, right? And when you have Tom Hanks playing Walt Disney, I mean, it's kind of awesome. He plays a great Walt Disney. I he watched does. this movie a couple years ago. And I loved it. I thought it, I, I, I went into it not thinking I'd like it because I, I don't really know. Why not? History. Just curious, you know, um, it just wasn't a movie that came out that I really was dying to see. Because like I said, I'd never watched Mary Poppins, so I didn't really understand. You know, I thought this movie was going to be more about Mary Poppins than it would be like the story of Mary Poppins, the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so the fact that it was a historical movie was so cool. And then um, we saw the Sherman Brothers, which was awesome. Yeah. Uh, but oh my gosh, Tom Hanks' role as uh, as Walt Disney was just awesome. Like, <laughs> I hope that he plays Walt Disney in every movie ever. Yeah, I, think, I would love to see a Walt Disney movie. Yeah, I think, Disney, I think they right? missed out because I think I think he kind of aged out a little bit. Tom Hanks, I don't know, makeup can do a lot, but I think you're right. I think they should have definitely followed that up with a with a Walt Disney, um, not biography. What is it? Biopic. Mm-hmm. This so was question. very much a Walt Disney movie, and that's it why was. I loved it so much. It was. Yeah. You're right. You're right. You went into it thinking it's a Mary Poppins film, when really right. it's a Walt. It's a Walt Disney yes. film. Cool. Alex, you said that he's kind of aged out. Do you think he's aged out now? Is that what you mean? Yeah, I think it'd be hard to see him as a young Walt Disney. So supposedly, I'm not sure if you guys know this, but they're making a movie. You know, how, like Tom Hanks has all these movies, like the like the rom com movies, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. With like, uh, so supposedly they're gonna make a rom com movie and they're gonna de age him in it. Okay. So I'm really interested to see how that's gonna look. Yeah. Because that can bring a lot. Because like you know, we got these good actors that are that are alive right now. Of course, they're getting older. Like Tom Hanks, like he definitely looks older, right? But uh, I'm kind of interested to see how that technology is gonna work to see if it's really like really how how noticeable is it we kind of seen it with um luke skywalker you know in the mandalorian right Will smith and gemini man i was gonna say recently was kurt russell in garden of the galaxy too yeah yeah man, they do so a good job with good. it for sure yeah, that, yeah. the de-aging for kurt russell was good it definitely you can see that it was a de-aging effect happening during those scenes but it was it was very good but still that was a long time ago like that, that movie was came out 2017. That was yeah, that was over five years ago. And in, in technology, that's a long time. That is a long yeah. time. In, in right. technology age, right? Yeah. Um, but just like you know, uh, I'm sorry. So hold on. We heard what Chris thought about it, right? What do you think about it, um, Alex? I thought it was a great movie. I I like Chris went into it thinking I wasn't gonna be a big fan because I'm not a mi- I wasn't a big Mary Poppins fan at the time. Recently, I've watched Mary Poppins and I've liked it a lot more. But um, I I. Of course, I was interested in the history. I was interested in what's going on. But I did not think I was going to like the film as much as I did. And I did like the film a lot. It was very, very well done. And, of course, Tom Hanks was amazing in it. And um, it was a great film. I, I actually I actually am looking forward to watching it again when the time comes. I'm not going to just be like, hey, it's Friday. Let's watch this movie. But if someone's like, hey, do you want to watch this? I would for sure be like, yeah, let's do it. Uh, I also would like to see, you know, we talked about seeing a movie about uh, the Walt Disney. I would also like to see a movie about the Sherman Brothers. 
Yeah, and the, and I was just looking up to see who played the Sherman Brothers, making sure I I was. But B.J. Novak and uh, Jason Schwartzman were the Sherman Brothers, and I think they did a really good job. I don't know too much about the the German uh, the Sherman Brothers, but I think them together doing the music was entertaining. Yeah, it was for sure. But I agree. I think a bio a Sherman Brothers biopic would be amazing. Um, it could only be done by Disney because they own all the music they ever made. So it'd be super expensive for someone to make a biopic and then um, have to buy the license for the music to go into the movie. That is true. <laughs> this movie is a star filled, right? It is. It is. Uh, Julie Andrews is in it at one point, right? Um, not only that, uh, Emma Thompson, great actress. Yeah. Yeah, so it's just a great, a great movie. Uh, Colin Farrell's in it, who's another great actor. This oh movie yeah, still, yeah, star studded like, for sure, one hundred percent. Paul Gamati's in it. Uh, you guys know who that is, right? He's from a, a gangster movie, isn't he? He he's been in gangster movies, but he's also been in other Disney movies too. Is um, what's that one where he turns blue? Like blank check? Is it blank check? No, I forget what it is. I'm not oh, even sure. Oh, uh, big fat liar. Yes. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> yes. We yeah. got Bradley Rifford, who's yeah. awesome. He's in uh, what, what's what's that show? Uh, West Wing, right? Oh, I, I only know from Billy Madison. Which one? Oh, <laughs> that's the only place I know him from is Billy Madison. <laughs> so that's originally where I knew him from, right? But that was bef- that was after West Wing, I believe, or maybe I, I don't know. But West Wing's like a great show, uh, and we watched it like West Wing years after it was famous, like really popular. Chris, you need to watch West Wing. Yeah, I I know exactly what it is, and I it, I looks like I would love it. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. So yeah, man, so many great people in this movie. You want to hear more from Joe, Alex, Jen, and Chris? Just visit DizHiz.com and listen to DizHiz on all podcast platforms. Thank you very much, guys. Remember, you can catch them on Fridays on Sorcerer Radio at 1 p.m. and 8 p.m. Eastern, as well as on all major podcasting platforms, including the Sorcerer Radio website at srsounds.com forward slash DizHiz. Remember, if you want to send me your comments on the Weekly Movie Club each week, you can do so in the Weekly Movie Club room in the Sorcerer Radio Discord. It's srsounds.com forward slash discord. Or of course on any of my posts over on social media at at or forward slash the D plus club, plus being the word plus, or also in the Sorcerer Radio Fun Zone Facebook group. Next week for the Weekly Movie Club as part of our trio of Mary Poppins films, we'll be watching Mary Poppins Returns. Until then though, hopefully you've had a good week. Thank you very much for tuning in this week and hopefully you can tune in again next time. Have a great one everyone. Bye bye.